0: Do you want to start driving first or do you want to start the show? It's up to you. Well, oh, we better start driving.
1: <laughs> Actually, get out of the parking lot. All right. How many of these uh, people do you think are doing
0: podcasts right now? Uh, <laughs> so, Probably so not to many. Park cars
1: are you know, on, <laughs> so. And now, our feature
0: presentation.
1: Alright, and welcome to Road Trip Cinema. I am John Rhodes, and joining us for the very first time, the one, the only...
0: Spooky Kylie.
1: Spooky Kylie. (laughs) Alright, so uh, it being the Halloween season, we decided to do something a little different. So this is going to be either a nice little trick or a nasty treat for you guys. We are reviewing... Terrifier 2. So, before we really get into that, though, because we've kind of already set the precedent of doing prequel episodes, I think we should kind of touch upon the origins of this, just because, uh... There's really only one other movie, so I don't think it needs a whole episode, but I think we could... two. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you knew that.
0: (laughs) There is a prequel to Terrifier called All Hallows Eve, and it's a short film. I haven't personally seen it, but I know that it gives us more of an origin of Art the Clown.
1: If you would like, I I can actually mansplain that to you. (laughs) I've been sitting on that one, I'm sorry. Go right right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Don't worry,
0: I'll cut in if you get too
1: offensive. (laughs) You must have been sitting on that for a while. I have been. Holy I shit. have been. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so all Howl's Eve is actually an uh, anthology film. And we really don't get a whole lot of backstory. But it gives us two shorts with art in it. Because uh, the writer, director, special effects guru of these films, uh, Damien Lund... No, someone's going to hate me because I can't pronounce his last name. Um, anyway, uh, that's how we got started it was with these uh, short films. And then he got contacted about including them in an anthology and actually being a smart guy. He uh, he, he just kind of pitched them, why don't I make it and I'll include another short film. And so it, it's really just these kind of concept short films.
0: Okay. And you've seen it.
1: I have seen it. All Hallows Eve, it's it's not bad. It is super low budget, and it's okay. It doesn't really add anything. Uh, art is played by a completely different guy. Um, I don't recall his name. I'm sorry. But uh, it, it, it's okay. I have to say, once we get to Terrifier, though, and we get David Thomas. I'm sorry, Saeed's the name guy. I'm bad at this. But, uh... Uh, once he steps into the role of art, uh, really, really ups it because I, I think he's great as art.
0: I agree. I, If I'm being completely honest, I just watched Terrifier for the first time probably a week and a half ago. Oh, wow. So I hadn't seen it up until that point, had no idea about the film, and then I watched it and was pretty intrigued. <laughs> and so I... Clearly delved into some Reddit threads and that's where I had read about Al Hallows Eve, but I hadn't between then and now decided to
1: watch it. Right. Um in all honesty, not only for you, Kylie, but everyone else out there. I it's not necessary. I mean, if you're just looking for something to toss on, sure, but in all reality, if you're looking for something to add to the Terrifier lore or anything like that. This really isn't it. I can honestly tell you out of it and everything, the final piece, final short film actually called Terrifier uh, is the best one. Um, And the wraparound's pretty good too. But in all reality, you can completely skip it. It doesn't really add a whole lot. However, the original Terrifier actual feature-length film uh, let's, let's talk about that real quick before we get into Terrifier 2. Uh, you said you just saw it, so what did you think of it?
0: I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, it was a recommendation from another horror fan of a uh, friend of mine. And basically he was taken aback that I had never watched it before. So I put it on. I was like, oh, it's super short. I'll just throw it on.
1: It's like an hour 18, right? Something like Hour that.
0: and 25 minutes.
1: Okay, still not bad.
0: Very short. And I was talking to Saeed about it the other day. I have never been bothered by gore. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've become sensitive in my age. But there were some scenes in that movie that made me physically cringe. I was impressed that it did, because it's definitely B-rated horror, nothing crazy, uh, very questionable acting, storyline minimal, but Art the Clown, I adore, and the actor is David Howard Thornton. Thornton. Yeah, and he, I think, I just think Art the Clown is a really compelling villain.
1: He's a great villain, because he... He kind of combines two when you really think about it Because we kind of get Pennywise with the whole clown thing But he kind of almost has like a Freddy look And he's mute though Kind of like I Michael or Jason love
0: his mime vibe Right Him being mute makes him so much more unsettling And the silent laughter I adore it <laughs> It makes him all the creepier, really like Art the Clown, and I think that he evolved from Terrifier to Terrifier to really, I don't know if I want to even use the word tastefully with a movie like this, <laughs> <laughs> but they did a great job with the
1: character. Um, no, I, I agree, and um, I kind of want to go back and forth with you a tiny bit on the original because... Okay. It is a very, very simple plot, and Saeed and I were kind of talking about that earlier today. Um, but I, I think it's really kind of smart what he did with it, because it's literally, for the most part, just a snapshot of these girls' night. So, of course, we're not getting the extended universe explanation or anything like that. We're just kind of getting Tara, and I don't remember her friend's name, and her sister, uh, Vi- Victoria. Vi- Victoria. We... We just kind of tossed into their night that involves art, and it's such an interesting introduction a to art. But when you think about it, the girls are actually pretty smart. They do almost everything, almost everything that they should. I mean, they're too drunk to drive, so they go to get food. You know, they're they're just trying to avoid this guy. They call for help. They're they're doing most everything you should. And one thing we can totally spoil of this, if you haven't seen it and you're still listening, um, stop now and go watch both Terrifiers if you're actually interested. But I'm assuming if you're still on board, uh, you've already seen at least the first one. The fact that we're completely fooled and Terra is not the final girl, I I think is actually really smart that they kill her like an hour into it.
0: Oh, that really surprised me. Yeah, I didn't, I kind of got myself attached to Tara, and I thought, absolutely, she's gonna be the final girl, and so once they killed her off, I was... Really, too? Oh, yeah, I... And they gave you a little bit of hope intermittently, like it was drawn out. Yeah. You didn't know for sure if he was gonna end it, and then he really ended it
1: <laughs> yeah he, he empties an entire clip of a gun into her face
0: at that point i was really i feel like personally when i was watching Terrifier Fire and he killed off tara we knew her sister's looking for her the whole movie itself for me felt like it was set up surrounding art like right. we weren't supposed to really get into a plot we weren't supposed to get attached to any of those girls clearly it was a setup to introduce art the clown as a villain and to sort of sort of show us what he's made of in essence just for a lot of gore
1: (laughs) (laughs) well like like i kind of alluded to the the guy behind this damien uh first and foremost is a special effects artist and you know he's Got into film by the short films we previously discussed. This is a uh, Terrifier's first feature, so you know the, the gore is, is definitely prominent. I, I guess I'll say in these films,
0: absolutely.
1: So you just recently saw it. Uh, what would you give the original Terrifier? One I, to five.
0: I hate rating movies. <laughs> hate it. Wow, you were on the wrong track. I I love movies. I hate having to rate things one to five. Um, so, Terrifier probably give them a solid two and a half.
1: Oh, okay. So, I'm I, not that big of a fan of it. I
0: didn't... I, I, I loved Art the Clown. This is okay. why I don't like rating movies. I, as a film, it didn't do much. It didn't give me a plot. It didn't give me compelling characters. It didn't... It wasn't... I mean, it wasn't a cinematic masterpiece by no, any means. No, 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 However, Art the Clown was fun. He was unique and original and very unsettling. The gore made me cringe and made me feel physically uncomfortable, which movies don't do to me anymore. It was su- surprisingly better than I thought. So, I mean, maybe we could round up to a three.
1: Okay. So, average.
0: Average. Very average. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, I think... Three is perfectly fine. Uh, I've I've actually seen it, I want to say three times now, because the the wife and I actually watched it last night.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, It it was her first time, and she wasn't the biggest fan. She thought the girls were actually kind of stupid, whereas I was just like, ah, they're making pretty logical choices.
0: And they're cast to be girls
1: in a horror film, so
0: (laughs) stupid is kind of part of the role.
1: Yeah. Um, For myself, at least the last experience uh, of watching it, I actually gave it a four because, um, like I said, I, I like the fact that they actually gave us that twist there that I didn't see coming as a seasoned horror fan. Um, the gore is on point, and as you said, very worthy.
0: And I don't want to get off-topic here going into other horror films, other gore, but in comparison to some larger-name directors with, uh, equ- equivalently, uh um, Gore-based films, I thought that it was superior, name-dropping Eli Roth and the Hostel movies.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, even, even like his uh, Green Inferno.
0: Oh, a- absolutely. He's such a big name for horror, and I loathe him. <laughs> and I think that Terrifier absolutely topped any of the gore in those movies, and it was done ten times better
1: easily I mean they saw a girl in half
0: yeah <laughs> that's the the scene that really I don't think over the edge is what I want to say what
1: I want to say that was kind of like the final straw it, with the but it, yeah
0: it was it was where I was like okay this is what this movie is about yeah I this is what I'm getting myself into
1: <laughs> when he takes a hacksaw to the badge and doesn't stop until he gets to the head
0: yeah <laughs> And I have a terrible problem where I like to put myself in the place of the victims in horror movies. I don't know why I do that to myself. So that's probably why it really got to me.
1: So you were you were when empathizing I'm, with when I'm imagining, out of the yeah, if,
0: if that's really the way I'm going to go, like, <laughs> goddamn,
1: <laughs> um, that
0: has to be brutal. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I, I thought there was real promise there, and I, I did enjoy it, so four, um, but that's that's really enough, that's not why you guys are here, uh, as I've already said, I think you've probably already seen it, if you're still listening, so let's, let's dive straight in to Terrifier 2, um, and for those of you that are still listening but haven't seen it yet, we're gonna try and do, as usual, a quick little uh, non-spoiler section, and then we're going to uh, really rub the salt in as we go full (laughs) blown into the gore. I I mean details. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Terrifier 2. I am extremely happy with it. I enjoyed every second of that film. I couldn't I wasn't sure what to expect. I shamelessly read a lot of reviews
1: <laughs>
0: wasn't sure how it was going to hold up if they were going to try and go too hard I think that they hit everything perfectly I'm thrilled with how it turned out
1: I um my big hold up was the runtime because you see it and it's 2 hours and like 20 minutes
0: very daunting
1: I have to say, though, I didn't really feel it. It did feel a little long, and I do think it could have been tightened up. It could have been edited some more. But I didn't feel like I sat there for two and a half hours.
0: I agree. I was also a little nervous about the runtime. I love long movies. I love slow burn horror, which reads well as a long film. Right. However two-and-a-half-hour slasher <laughs> I wasn't really sure how they were gonna pull that off and really hold it together I think that they they executed it well
1: well I, I think he took a lot of the criticisms of his original and, and kind of embraced them with this one because you know we do kind of get an explanation and we do get backgrounds on our characters and we're really kind of introduced to them and given a lot more to empathize with and understand them. And it's a much grander scope film. And I think he did an excellent job with that. Not only that, but one other thing that really stood out to me as a filmmaker, I can clearly see he's growing because there are some shots in that just talking, just purely the shots. Oh my God, beautiful, great, great shots.
0: I would have to agree, and if we're speaking solely on the acting in the film, we've improved tenfold.
1: <laughs>
0: Very questionable acting in the first film to actually a solid attempt in honestly decent performances by the actors in this film.
1: The kid was, well, kids. Uh, I'm not going to say any more than that, but the kids in it, surprisingly good.
0: I agree. I am not a fan of child actors, Um, adolescent, I think that it's really hard for them to pull off a decent performance. It usually seems too forced to me. So I think that I would agree the kids in the film did a great job.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm steeped in, or, uh, I'm not bragging. I'm just giving explanation here, people. Uh, I grew up in the eighties watching this way, way too young. I'm not that old, but, uh, So a lot of times I don't pick up on the bad acting. You're kind of critiquing the original. I don't think it's horrible, but I watch a lot of trash. Freely admit that. But, yeah, clearly this one, uh, the lead... um, Name's escaping me right now. But uh, I think she was actually really good. She was a clear standout.
0: I agree. She surprised me.
1: Not only that, but just it just automatically popped into my head because we're talking about that. But one of the things with her performance that really stood out and really for this film stood out to me was there's honestly heartfelt moments in this which blew me away that I would ever say that about a Terrifier film that I'm sitting there not only empathizing but like, oh, damn, that's a really heartfelt, touching moment.
0: That a slasher film is eliciting an emotional response (laughs) Besides fear from you. Yeah is impressive coming from a terrifier film.
1: <laughs> right. It is something I never expected going into this film to watch a scene between a mother and her child and actually be moved by it. Never thought I would say that.
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree more.
1: Um, there there definitely is I don't know, it it almost comes off to me like he was influenced by kind of like A24 elevated horror elements to this that I don't want to really talk about here at all, but it's kind of confusing to me, and a lot of times I can kind of piece this stuff together, I still don't know what the fuck was going on with that stuff, so I'm going to freely admit that is probably going to affect my rating some, unless you are able to clear it up for me, but right now, that's... Kind of my big, kind of my big uh, check in the negative section for it is is just what the fuck was going on there?
0: I might need you to dumb it down and explain for me what exactly it is that you're confused about. When you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot of. Um, film lingo for as much of a cinephile as i am so when you say a24 elevated horror what do you mean
1: oh i'm talking about like nope um the the films like that where they're horror films but they're what a lot of people call elevated horror where they're much smarter and they have allegory oh okay so
0: allegorical deeper meaning yeah okay i Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So, film. So, what I usually watch. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. If I was supposed to pick up on a deeper theme here, I didn't either. So we're on the same page there. If there was a deeper meaning, allegory to anything, I'll have to read about it on Reddit because <laughs> because I didn't read into it. Um.
1: But that no, that's fine. Um, I will say that if you are a fan of the original, this one definitely. Brings it, um, it, it, I think it actually one ups the gore. Oh, um,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Maybe maybe doubles down on that. Maybe not even one's up. Maybe maybe just goes. You know what? You liked that. You're it, gonna fucking love this. If
0: the hacksaw to the badge made me cringe, this really. I'm going to steal a term from another podcast I listened to but gave me full body chills. <laughs> it really if I were reading it, I would call it body horror. I don't know if that's what you would call it watching it, but it just
1: It was a splatter fest.
0: Yeah, the the feelings that it elicits from you watching these types of things happen to the human body, and they really did it all.
1: As I said, I've grown up watching horror films. Literally, the uh, first or second film I ever remember watching was a horror film. I can honestly say this one got to me. I sat my popcorn down. I don't know if you realize that. I literally sat it down. I was like, I can't keep eating this.
0: Yeah, there (laughs) there were genuinely a couple scenes where it felt myself like you know roll your shoulders and kind of ugh.
1: It, it, yeah definitely got a response i it was the the best friend in the bedroom scene oh that yeah. was, when was that just was like I'm done eating now
0: very so you guys are, you guys very rough. To really, like, dive into the movie do you want to give like final
1: overall really spoiling the fuck out
0: of it? okay so what I wanted to point out on and I don't want to forget is that you you mentioned the 80s and I got an incredible 80s vibe from some of the musical choices, the clothes, and in the very best way, it pulled scream slasher vibes for me. I don't know if it was the high school girls, I'm and I'm saying this, I guess, loosely as somebody who watches a lot, I've seen a lot of slashers, and it just gave me the same feelings, like it was a very... I don't want to say fun. Thrilling? Yeah, I I guess. I guess. I just really liked some of the style choices for costume. I really liked some of the soundtrack, I guess you could say. Yeah, I don't know why. It just really gave me the feel of Scream with the... I think it must just be Teenage Girls.
1: No, no, no. I I totally get what you're saying because with the scenes in the school and all that, it... I, I see that. I was actually getting some vibes of the original Halloween, yeah, the '78, not the 2018. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I was I was definitely getting those vibes, but yeah, I can see what you mean with the '80s stuff.
0: It really takes you to the classic, like high school student slasher, old frivolous, like relationships and worries that they have going on that really, in the end, mean nothing. Right. When this. Uh, demonic clown is
1: <laughs> Um okay so before we get into the spoiler section um, would you recommend this
0: I would absolutely recommend this film if you can stomach
1: gore So if you're a gore hound
0: yeah 100% this is this is up your alley if you I think if you like rob zombie films um, this would be right up your alley Uh, Uh, maybe less comedic relief but (laughs) but as far as gore goes um if that's something that you're into you can absolutely I would I would recommend this movie I even as a horror fan as long as it's not something I know that as long as it's not something that's upsetting to you I would I would recommend this movie
1: nice uh I actually agree I would recommend it as well um like I said if before. If you're a fan of the original, obviously you're going to like this one. Um, if you're a fan of the hardcore gory films, you're going to like this one. If you're a fan of slashers, maybe not the more modern where there is social commentary and stuff, you're going to like this film. If you're more into the uh, A24 deep make you think, uh, you're probably not going to like this film. But uh i do recommend it and uh with those caveats i can't really think of anything else without getting to our spoiler warning so you're ready
0: absolutely yeah. do your thing
1: do your thing all right so uh here comes our spoiler warning spoiler warning I don't know why I started doing that. <laughs> no, know, now you're locked in. I know and I feel a little, to do it now. I feel a little racist almost doing it because it, it's becoming more and more like a, a impersonation. I, I don't, don't know that was a
0: handicap thing. <laughs> I,
1: I don't thought know where... you were
0: making fun of like, like,
1: like <laughs> mentally slow. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. It just came out. Yeah, I... I imagined you saying that with a helmet. The whole, when I first said it, I thought you were going to add a drop in and then you just use my stupid spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Yeah. I thought it was funnier. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's go straight for the uh, jugular and, uh, go really into this one. Um, I thought it was actually really smart that we pick up one year later and it's, we kind of figure out that this film basically takes place when the wraparound of the original is taking place.
0: Yeah, I loved that aspect. I liked that at the very beginning of the film, we also pick up in the morgue. Yeah. I really liked that, and then exactly how the action of this film started the wraparound of the last film. It was good. (laughs) It (laughs) was good.
1: No, it was very smart. Yeah, I like how we pick up literally seconds later in the morgue, and then we follow Art. He gets his suit cleaned, and then we're finally...
0: What, what an iconic scene. If we're going to take the pizza shop scene from the first movie, and then comparatively, I, I love the scene of Art
1: in the laundromat. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually a little funny of seeing him take his suit off and, and just be bu- fucking naked, reading the paper... And then we get introduced to, um, what do we want to call her? Small,
0: small clown.
1: (laughs) Was she's so much more than that. She's like his fucking little...
0: Little devil on his shoulder. Yeah, basically.
1: Like, we're introduced to basically what only art sees most of the time.
0: What only art sees and somehow also the two protagonists in the film... (laughs) Yes. ...can also see.
1: Uh, this little demonic girl who I'm guessing is, like, 12 years old-ish?
0: Maybe, maybe even younger,
1: yeah. honestly. Super, super fucking creepy, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe how good she did and being creepy as fuck.
0: Absolutely. Um, I was a little unsure about her when they first introduced her in the laundromat. I was like, mm. I don't know where we're taking this, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. And that the fact that only art could see her made her better. Yes. As part of the film, as a character, I think that that was a good move.
1: Well, we, we get introduced to her and automatically I'm just like, once she's not blinking and everything, I was like, okay, so she's like him. I was like, are we going to get a fucking love story? Is that what they're going to do? Oh,
0: God.
1: And then we get the bloody discharge, and I was just like, is that, like, how they mate for whatever these things are? And then we realize that only Art is seeing her, and it's like, okay, this is real fucked up, but I'm on board now. Yeah. We, We get the scene of him making his weapons, just like in the original, but we're seeing how the TV just came on by itself in the original because this little demon clown girl turns it on as she's watching this interview and i I just like how they wrapped everything together there i thought that was really smart and kind of a nice little payoff for fans of the series
0: that was tied together well like you said a great payoff for fans i really like when films are tied together well and when they go cohesively together
1: no, yeah, this one totally fits. I mean, there I'm sure there's some nerds out there that are going to cut this and the original together as one complete film. And, I mean, it and works. And it can be
0: done seamlessly.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but then we're also introduced to our protagonists, which I don't really want to say is just uh, uh, the, our lead female. It, it's almost the entire family. I,
0: yeah, we do... It does heavily focus on the whole family, uh, the friend group. I would say that our lead protagonist, as well as her brother and their mom, play a huge part as a lead role, at least for the majority of the film.
1: No, I, I completely agree. Um, and watching this, uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll see just any movie, and like you said, oh, it's a girl in a horror film. Families feel fake my God, did this family feel real? I was literally sitting there, and it's just like, man, when did they go back, you know, 20 years and pull my mom and put her in this film? Because, goddamn, that felt like my mom on screen. Yeah,
0: the mother did a great job. I think that <laughs> she really felt like a real mom, and it it made you get more attached to that family, which is something you don't have in the first film. Like, they really get you attached to your characters in this film. They really make them feel real, make them feel compelling.
1: They're really and well flushed out.
0: They are. And on top of Art the Clown being an incredible antagonist, we also got an incredible final girl from this film.
1: I completely agree. And uh, I like her her ascension, how, you know, she is so reluctant And then by the end, she... Well, we're in the spoiler. She cuts his fucking head off like a badass.
0: Oh, she goes from this hesitant... I don't know if shy is the right word, but... Withdrawn. Withdrawn, uh, just having panic attacks. Really, she describes herself as not being courageous, not, you know, being anything like her father's character that she... Wants so much to be like And then in the end She really embodies that She really becomes it nicely And yeah A total badass
1: No, I I completely agree there I think it was kind of An interesting introduction too Because we see her Making her costume We see how artistic she is We're introduced to the family Clearly it's a broken family The father's gone We get the backstory About that horrific event later I Um,
0: I was so excited when we we're getting first introduced to her and I saw that she was a cosplay girl
1: right that
0: yeah I was very excited already already drawn to the character
1: and she was really good at it first thing that really stood out that is a big change from the original to me was uh, her dream because she falls asleep watching uh, TV and she has a dream that she's on the set
0: so how this really struck me um, and we go through this film, like, with very minimal answers about Art and his origin and what he is, and this dream and the fire in her room is really what I think puts it all together as he is a supernatural entity. Right. And it made it feel... I don't want to compare him to Pennywise. They're completely different. However, there were... in Within It, there were a lot of scenes with the television speaking to the characters. And that happens a few times in this movie. And I, I really felt that that dream, oh my God, incredibly unsettling. And it, it really made you realize that he's a supernatural entity, not just like a guy in a clown suit.
1: So did you take that, that it was kind of him invading her dreams, or did you take that as almost like some kind of premonition on her part about Mm. him?
0: I took it as him invading invading her dreams. However, I can see how it would also be sort of a premonition on her part because when it comes to the end, we really see how they're more or less linked. Yeah. It could have either been him invading her dreams or her having a premonition about him because by the end of the movie we realize that they are linked in a paranormal, supernatural type of way.
1: Almost like they're polar opposites. It,
0: it's... exactly. Uh, there was a word I was trying to think of. I thought of it when I saw it happen. And now it's escaping me. The
1: one I always go to is that they're they're juxtaposed. That they're exact opposites. That... Uh, She's almost the angelic version as to whatever the fuck art is.
0: More than... (laughs) Exactly. More than that. Like, almost a natural... um, Ooh, nice. Natural...
1: (sighs) Antithesis?
0: Yes. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like King Kong and Godzilla. What are they called? Yeah, Yeah, enemies. But there's... (sighs) antagonists,
1: enemies oh, kind of like a predator, prey Like, yeah okay, like, no, I actually really like where you're going with that thought I, I think that's really smart that they're kind of put there to keep each other in check, like like, she is the, um uh, fuck it's escaping taping me now too like, like, she is there kind of almost to counteract him
0: Exactly, exactly, like, I don't know why I can't think of this word, it's going to come <laughs> to me when we're done recording, and I'm going to be very frustrated about it, but... That,
1: that's okay, just record yourself saying it, we'll send it to Saeed, and you can, <laughs> he and can, just, you can just, just put it in. Edit
0: it in for us. Do <laughs> you mean like, yin
1: and
0: yang? Kind of, it's like a natural predator, but talking about both of them together, like you said, like, it checks and balances of nature. Yeah, Like they're both need to be there, be it uh, because of the supernatural entity, whatever it is. Art is here, and so she is here because he can't be here without something else being here that can lead to his demise, or else he'd be OP. There wouldn't, you know what I mean? He has to have some resistance or.
1: No, I I think that's an excellent point, and I actually really like that that was included in this film because we do get to care about this family. This family is incredibly realistic. They're broken. They're dealing with all this shit. They which makes them relatable. I mean, you can either relate to our female lead, you can relate to the parent if you're a parent and you got fucking little bastards and you're all stressed out or you know, you can relate to the little boy if you're that freaky kid in school that was into that weird shit that, you know, when you were 12 years old, you were one of the tallest in your class, and you liked serial killers, and studying about the shit that Nazis did. And stop staring at me. I'm not that weird, okay? (laughs) I'm not that kid anymore, damn it. You're really working some shit out now. I really related to that kid. (laughs) The
0: characters were very relatable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I I think it was kind of smart, too, how... Their father's mental breakdown kind of forewarned or almost linked them
0: it gave to us, art. There was a lot there that I really would like to re-watch and try and catch. Because this this kid, you know, this really relatable, weird kid, <laughs> <laughs> has this book of his dad's and he's carrying it around and his dad's tracking these murders. Art's murders, and he's drawn art in the book, and...
1: And victims. They were victims from the original.
0: Exactly, exactly. And what I'm wondering is how much art is tied to the dad's death. He, you know, spoiler, (laughs) uh, kills himself, burns alive in his car, but prior to that, he experiences a psychotic break, it becomes allegedly abusive all these different things and while he's so preoccupied with these murders and with art I'm just I'm curious there has to be a bigger connection between art and the father
1: I'm wondering if if there is a part three if that'll be explored because I, I think that's kind of an interesting point that he has a psychotic break and that's when he starts you know really deep diving this and drawing all the pictures and stuff like that Uh, that having the psychotic break and uh, then a connection to art is really interesting to me. Um, I really want to know where he's going with that. If he just leaves that, I, I think that's a huge misstep because if, even if we just get like flashbacks to it, it could be really, really interesting.
0: Exactly. And some, I don't know if I'm reading too far into it, but you know, the, our protagonist Sienna she is taking psych meds Uh, they insinuate you know having our weird kid brother need to see a psychiatrist all these different things and those two are also everybody can see art he's not something mystical that only a few people would see everybody can see him only art can see the young girl clown however Sienna and her brother can also see her yeah And so that was a big thing for me, kind of leading me to wonder about there there just has to be a bigger connection there.
1: Well, I kind of think the little boy, I I really am curious about him because he could see her almost the entire time. He's the one that's drawing the connections to all this. He's the one that's kind of figuring it out. But, uh, Sienna, thank you for remembering the name because it was ooh not yeah. there um, but I think it's kind of interesting she really only sees the little girl when she's fucked up on Molly yeah I, I, I past that she sees her once when the little girl wants her to and she's manipulating or teasing or just fucking with her head
0: yeah so that's where I could definitely see like a, a third movie going maybe delving into this the brother's character i can't
1: think of his name right now i can't either creepy brother
0: creepy brother yeah (laughs) really delving into his character and what this connection is because there's one there
1: i was half wondering if art was trying to like recruit him or if like he was going to become like art or if he was going to become the embodiment of art like i was I was drawing all these connections in my head, and then it turns out that, you know, our suspicions of the kid are completely wrong, and he's actually just a good kid that wants his family not to be (laughs) slaughtered.
0: And all of his suspicions and all of his paranoia were warranted.
1: Yeah, because most of his family is slaughtered. Um, So, speaking of that, I mean, we've tiptoed around it. Let's talk about the gore in this, because holy shit, is there some fucking gore in this. Uh, we mentioned the dream sequence earlier. I mean, everyone gets mowed down uh, with a machine gun by Art. Um, a woman doing like a, a jingle is
0: playing a banjo ban- with yeah with happy clown paint.
1: Yes, is set on fire and then continues to play
0: while she's burning. Yeah, and I love. In the background of this... Gosh, what was it? Um, Clown Cafe.
1: Yeah, the Clown the Cafe. The Clown Cafe.
0: In the background, they're recording a commercial for, like...
1: Art the Clown, Art, Clown Cereal. Yeah, Art
0: the Clown Cereal. And this kid <laughs> is eating cereal that's shards of glass and razor blades. And, and like, and
1: crickets and maggots. And and
0: maggots. And his mouth is just bleeding. Yeah, there was just... Some little tiny additions of gore in that whole scene, and overall,
1: and not to started jump ahead, out with though. a bang, <laughs> right? And not to jump ahead, but when we come back to that, and they're all like living dead, fucking creepy. I, very, I love that very effect.
0: creepy. Well, I just think taking the like clown children's show vibe and adding art into it and making it <laughs> ominous really. Really had that creepy effect, and then our next kill after that was the hum- alley.
1: I thought it was the Halloween store guy. Oh, it was. it was the Halloween store guy.
0: Yeah, I that I saw that coming. Reminded me of the four pizza shop guys in the first movie,
1: right? And I I heard you beside me like, oh no, but I'm sitting there, it's like. The fucking dick bag could have done more to help her. You clearly see this girl is very uncomfortable yeah. with all of this,
0: and this guy's just standing there harassing her. And he's like, "Oh, let me go in the back and get you a big bag." Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: just like, okay, I get it. You're a little nervous too, but dude, you, you should have really stepped up here. But still, wow, does he get it? Because um, he gets a bottle to the eye.
0: Yeah broken beer bottle to the eye
1: and then he gets a meat cleaver to the head which i thought was really an impressive shot because we see him on the ground and then no cut meat cleaver straight into the forehead it was just like holy shit
0: yeah it was impressive what i really enjoyed about the scene with the halloween store clerk is our searching for his money in his garbage bag and just slowly laying these items up on the counter and this guy's like what the fuck is going on here
1: and they, they all turn out to be weapons he uses yeah. to kill the guy Yeah, it, I wonder ha, would Art have killed him if he just sold him the, the horn
0: I, I don't know that's what I will never know right, I wish so- we did
1: if you're out there, we're going to start giving you guys some uh, some life advice. If you work at like a spirit Halloween or something like that, somebody wants to pay you a very bloody money, take the very bloody money.
0: Just take the money. <laughs> no questions asked. You Don't yell live. at him about being
1: weird. <laughs> uh, but with that scene too, I really enjoy Ark playing with his victims again where he's trying on these different sunglasses.
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> just kind of like flirting, that. I guess, with her.
0: Um, yeah, I, I really love the, play, the playful nature of Art and the fact that he is a clown and he is, like, making jokes of everything. And
1: He's really entertaining himself.
0: Very, yes.
1: Yeah, he, he reminds me he, of Freddy in that aspect, except he is funny, whereas Freddy just became a parody. Yeah.
0: Really entertaining himself and really entertaining us.
1: yes. Yeah, Um, but yeah, like you said, the next one after that is Allie, and again, I have to ask, if she wasn't a bitch to him and just gave him candy, would he have killed her?
0: Honestly, probably yes, he would. We're probably giving a little too much morality to this demon clown, (laughs) but holy shit, was that scene intense. Oh my
1: god, yes, but again, we're giving life advice, so if a creepy adult comes to your door, always give them candy.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're too old to be trick-or-treating, just give them candy.
1: Yes, um, but as you said, that scene, that scene's where I sat my popcorn down. I was done eating at that point in time.
0: And it, yeah, and it was one of our first really intense kills of the movie. I mean, the Halloween store clerk and the dream seemed like they were just building up, and this is where it really started.
1: Oh, yeah, he, this is where Damien was just like, you liked the hacksaw to the badge scene. You guys love that wait until you see this and oh my god um god where do you even begin art scalps her alive
0: the honestly the initial initial attack where he slices her face like oh, right through her eyeball yes. like that made me like gasp like oh tra- for some reason <laughs> trauma to like your Eyes. physical eye like yes. it really gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that and the fact that he sliced through her eye and you could see like her still trying to move her eye yeah like it was good it was done really well and yeah he scalps her
1: He... he just starts slicing her up he ends up chopping her no 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 he doesn't even chop it off He just breaks her arm and then rips off the loose flesh. So Yeah, like
0: breaks it and breaks it and breaks it until he can just rip it off.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he hacks her all up so she's all carved up. And we just see her dragging herself to the phone as he leaves, just completely butchered, arm missing, and we think it's over. And I'd already sat my popcorn down. I was... At that point, like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I
0: kind of expected her to make it to the phone a little bit. Like, and then die. Yeah, but no. No, no, no. Why would we end there?
1: <laughs> no, Art comes back with a bottle of bleach and an entire container of salt. Was
0: it bleach or was it vinegar?
1: I thought it was bleach.
0: Oh, okay, either way. Something yes. that would feel terrible in Open Wounds. Yes,
1: he, he pours this liquid, either bleach or uh, vinegar, all over her. And then... Dumps salt on her, but we're not done. No 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 no. He puts it all like a pile in his hand and starts grinding it into the wounds. But we're not done. Oh yet. no,
0: you think it's done. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: This is like Return of the King. We're still <laughs> we're not done with this kill yet.
0: Now This is why I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> 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 this Okay, so now I need you to refresh my memory. We cut home. out to the mom now, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and so the mom comes home and she, you know, sees her full candy dish and's like, oh no, Allie, you weren't handing out enough candies to the kids. And then she realized something really ominous is going on, runs up to her daughter's room, opens the door, and like the room is covered in blood. The bedding is covered in blood, and on her bed is her daughter. Half of her face ripped off, scalped, sliced down like just her whole body's cut up. Bloody, bloody stump of an arm, and Art is just sitting there, just hacking at her legs and her body and peeling flesh off and doing his silent laugh.
1: And And,
0: then, well, the mom loses her shit clearly. And are we going for the head candy bowl? Is that what we're going for? No, no.
1: I was saying really mom is like frozen to terror and she loses her shit because her daughter oh yeah, still alive yeah
0: she, oh my says, god i totally mom. that was terrible oh i can't believe i wasn't gonna say that.
1: <laughs> but yes then the kicker to the entire scene if that none of that was enough for you art takes the mother's head was it the mother's head or yeah it was the
0: mother's head, head
1: hollows it out, turns it into a candy bowl, and answers the door to trick-or-treaters handing out candy. No shit. That was
0: all, yeah, that was a very...
1: This is the beginning of the second act, people. This is at the conclusion of the film. The second act. <laughs> because from here, we, we see the little boy, there's the dead animal, The his creepy friends, which those kids were fucks. Yeah. And, and we kind of really get to empathize more with the kid because we can see that he doesn't want to play the prank. He feels bad for it. But he then sees Art the Clown and the demon girl clown in his school, which do you think they were really there?
0: I so when I saw that I was like this isn't real like this kid's seeing things but then but they then it. the possum was there
1: yeah, and like they, they threw it and to they, him.
0: they threw it at him the blood's on him the possum is actually dead in the hallway they had to have been there
1: at least yeah so I mm, okay
0: like I don't know it does it make sense no would somebody have seen this clown enter the school you would hope <laughs>
1: Which, but by I, the way, I think we're out of context a little bit. I think that came before. It did come before. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, my point is, this is where we really get more involved with the family. Um, we get to see, you know, how broken the family is because of the father's death. Um, we get to see uh, Sienna and her Halloween costume and, and all its glory. Um, and she goes off to a party with her uh, her other friend, and. The little boy's grounded because of the dead possum, which you know, understandable. And again, I'm sitting there wondering how they filmed my mom in this movie because holy shit, was this like so many arguments with me and my mom? I'm not a fucking serial killer, mom. I just <laughs> do podcasts. I just do.
0: I swear, the dead possum wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't bring it into the school. I swear. <laughs>
1: um, I know
0: I have the dead possum's blood on me, (laughs) and I was there with the dead possum, but I didn't bring it into the school.
1: (laughs) But um, this is also where uh, the little boy, you know, he he kind of goes off on his own.
0: Yeah, him and his mom get in that big fight. Right, because she doesn't believe him. And he calls her a bitch, and he takes off out of the house, leaves his mom at the house alone.
1: And, And this
0: is after Sienna's already left to go to her party.
1: Yes, and then mom you know goes to uh her garage cuz she hears something and you know we get the classic halloween prank of you know the car is covered in shaving cream and toilet paper and there's a smashed pumpkin and all this and this actually leads to a heartfelt scene between Sienna and her mom which holy shit and yes, another life lesson here, people. Tell your parents and loved ones that you love them. That you can never say it enough because you never know when a demonic clown is gonna blow their fucking face off.
0: And I'm honestly really glad we got that scene with her and her mom because you know sometimes in movies, I I don't know if it's just the sentimental side of me, but I hate I hate when characters have terrible like last moments with each other and then. They just off one of them. So I don't know. I thought it was super heartfelt, super moving. And it and, made
1: you feel that death so much more.
0: Yeah, it really, really did.
1: Because, yeah, his the, the mother gets her face blown off by Art with this shotgun. It's going to come back. And then we get this horrific scene where Art sets up a dinner. Because the little boy comes running home to find Art serving his faceless mother I don't, I don't know what you want to call her the yeah. corpse mashed potatoes
0: yeah yeah ba- basically her face has a massive hole blown in it from the shotgun and he is just <laughs> shoveling potatoes with his hands into this hole in the face
1: again you you're maybe hearing this and thinking that's funny no cringe cringe yeah <laughs> yeah with I, the
0: silent laughter the cheers of the wine glass <laughs>
1: yeah um, but all this leads to our taking the little boy to Lord Sienna, and we get Sienna freaking out on Molly, seeing the demon clown girl, yeah. which the whole club scene and her tripping out, she she actually played that really well. Oh I yeah, thought.
0: she did a great job, I agree.
1: But the, the scenes of her at the party and all that, really cool, and, and lifelike to some really awesome Halloween parties I've been to like that, so... Excellent authenticity there. But uh, it all leads to a a, a final act that I thought was really fucking cool, well shot, and you could tell this is where they cared and put a lot of the money because it was fucking amazing.
0: Again, like, I thought that this movie really encompassed a lot of, like, clearly it's a slasher, but a lot of variety from different horror that we see out there this scene in the old carnival really reminiscent of um i i don't know if you guys have watched hellfest yeah i've seen or, hellfest uh, there's another movie Haunt. i think it's yes Haunt that's is the amazing. one yes so good
1: it is so From good the writers of a quiet it's,
0: place it haunts on shutter right uh, yes. i think that's where i watched it and it really brought that vibe with this haunted house that they're going into, the old creepy um, carnival grounds. You know, still very much a slasher, but I I really enjoy the um, haunted house with a real horror yeah. inside of it. It yeah, it
1: it, it made it realistic because so many of us horror fans go to stuff like that I know yearly I go to you know a haunted house and I've seen some of those exact same props and stuff I I know we took you yeah yeah.
0: and then I just yeah I just love I mean love that feeling like watching watching the movie seeing this happen and then yeah you go and you're like holy shit like you know I've been in places like that (laughs) Yeah, I love it
1: and you could really tell they really upped it a lot of the shots here were fucking amazing art sneaking up on her other friend, just half in the shadows, um, super fucking creepy, really well done, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful shot. A lot of the shots of this fairground, carnival, whatever you want to say, beautiful.
0: And honestly, this led to another death that hit me harder than I thought it would. I don't know. No, not the dick. (laughs) The I don't know her name either. The other friend. I don't know how I ended up liking her her so much, but she was
1: kind of bitchy, but yeah, it's still believable, still likable, still
0: relatable.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't. I wish I knew their names.
1: Right, but yeah, her boyfriend, the dick death. Yeah.
0: So this guy that it meets meets sienna and her best friend at the party it's her friend's boyfriend whatever he's wearing this shirt the whole party that says just the tip i promise and it has a bloody knife on it and so there's a scene they're in their car waiting for sienna she's in the carnival and they're like making out whatever he has to go pee so he gets out to go pee and on her window in the little steam it says just the tip and she's like oh whatever and then we get a nice shot of Art just...
1: Stabbing him stabbing in the dick. Stabbing
0: him right in the dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then cutting off his dick.
0: And shoving it on the window.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dick on the window. We get to see it all. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I thought the scenes with her were really good. Her getting dragged out of the window. Um, and then he, he whips her to death, right? Um. Because we get an awesome chase the, through the carnival. The club
0: with That's all right. that stuff he pounded into it. The knives yeah. and forks and screws. Yeah, but... Yeah, a great chase through the carnival. And another thing I want to point out that I appreciate that they did. Because I hate when you watch a movie and characters go through a bunch of shit. And they, I mean, take no damage, essentially. Right. Like, they're just somehow still running through this. Getting dr- drugged through a shattered window. No, like nothing on them and she's cut apart like her leg is shredded from being drugged through that window. That was
1: one of my wife's complaints about the originals like when uh, uh, Tara gets stabbed in the calf like five times. And she's she's still she's running away. Like
0: nothing happened. Yeah they really made sure that these characters felt all the damage they were taking.
1: Yeah exactly. Uh, Another note that he definitely took because I know I just rolled my ankle in high school and I wasn't even allowed to run in track after that. It was just like what the fuck. Let alone getting stabbed in the calf. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But before I forget, I really want to go back to... You mentioned Haunt. Um, Not to spend any time on that, really. But if you're not a fan of super gory films and still listening for whatever reason, um, I really suggest Haunt. Not super gory. Really, really good horror film, though, for this time of year.
0: Really good. I second that. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, back to this. uh, This friend's death also is where the creepy little boy and Sienna... Run into Art. Our, our our protagonists and antagonists finally meet.
0: Yeah, everything comes together.
1: Yeah, and we get um, Art and Sienna's kind of first battle, and he kicks the he, living yeah, shit he out of her. The
0: shit out of her.
1: And he goes after the little boy, leaving her alive. And I think he knows at this point that he's just having fun. Yeah, I, 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 that's how I take this.
0: This is that's the only. Um, Flaw, I guess if I want to say that, is that Art doesn't leave his victims alive.
1: And so yeah.
0: he, the fact that he's toying with them, okay if that was his MO. But right now he's leaving her alive, which is setting up the ending of her coming out victorious. Because in all reality, if it was what it was, he would have just fucking destroyed her.
1: Right, I agree but there. But it's that, a movie,
0: and that's, you know, how yeah. things have to work, I guess, to move it
1: on. Yeah, and, you know, in a typical film, you could say, well, he thought she was dead. Art has never left a question before this yep. as if someone's fucking dead. They so are, it's,
0: without a doubt, 100% beyond dead and yeah, destroyed so, when he is done with them. Yeah,
1: it's a slight misstep there. But, yeah. um, she comes back and I, I, like how they played it, because, A, she's coming back, like, she got the shit kicked out of her, and with my line of work, I've had my ass kicked that bad, I completely get that, where you're just really willing yourself to kind of fucking get up, and I liked that, but more importantly, the scene with Art and the little boy, the actual, the real tension, I, I felt tension through that, did you not?
0: Which scene with the little boy? <laughs> when
1: he when he ran away and was hiding in that... Oh,
0: hiding in the box with yes. the... Yes. I yeah. thought
1: that worked. There was real tension there. And
0: I really thought... There's a very similar scene in the first yes, movie. With and, uh, the sister. Yeah, and I really thought when he like, did his little spin around that he was going to come back for him in that moment. Right. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah, that was great.
1: But you saying that... This is a 12-year-old boy, and normally in almost any film they're safe. Oh
0: absolutely that's the thing about this movie is yeah he's a 12 year old boy you're not going to anticipate in any other movie like whatever the villain is or antagonist they're usually not coming for these young children and even if
1: they are they're not successful because you don't kill little kids Yeah. well guess what people
0: (laughs) Art the Clown does not discriminate
1: No, he uh, actually goes after this kid and beats the shit out of him. Um, We're in the spoiler section. The boy doesn't die, but holy fuck, he's scarred for life.
0: I really like that he brought out this absolutely terrible scissor razor whip that he used in the first movie. Because that gave me some... (laughs) Yeah, a lot of... Big cringe factor in the first movie when he used it. And then he whips it out and starts...
1: Using it on this little boy And it was Yeah Uh, But Sienna shows back up We get a really cool fight Um, He he whips her Almost to death you think And then She kind of rallies We think he's dead But no It it can't end that easy We go again And this is really My what the fuck moment That I I mentioned In the non-spoiler section That I need help with here Cause she Falls Down a hole And then, are we in a dream sequence? What the fuck is that? Because I don't understand it.
0: Yeah. I am on the same page there. I have some theories about it.
1: Okay. I have nothing, so please. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) she has... Basically, he stabs her with the sword from her dad that we haven't really brought up at all. But it's clearly like this... I don't know, artifact. It's, it's, well,
1: it's, it's like something special. It's because very you symbolic. Can, you can tell in the beginning when there's a fire, it's like a fake sword and then it gets lit on fire and suddenly it's this real sword.
0: And it's spotless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So he stabs her. She falls into this hole and is in a, um, a tank.
1: Yeah, like a, a water like a magician's tank. Water yeah, tank. where
0: you would watch somebody, you know, escape or whatever, right. and she's seeing the clown cafe scene again. And so this is where I'm not sure if she's like in that in between because she she dies, she drowns in the tank, right, and then this sword lights up and her wounds light up and she's comes back to like life, born again which i'm assuming is very similar to how art is revived
1: right so. so that's
0: kind of that link but the whole clown cafe scene down there is so i don't think that i'm right <laughs> but i almost so like how you said her dream was like um a premonition, or whatever, or him invading her dreams—was it real? Did like was this clown cafe part of like like no? But how, that would be low key pretty cool because <laughs> because it seems like it could be part of this carnival, and I, I don't know. Oh, another another thing. I mean, it's a horror movie, you know, but we're in an abandoned carnival, and somehow. Not the sure. haunted house lights and props are still functioning and going, and I think that's really impressive.
1: Right, and fresh pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, yes, I see it. I could knock points off. I'm not going to because it adds to the atmosphere. It's yeah, cool. I
0: mean, it is. it does, does what it's supposed to. But, yeah, I don't know if she's just returning to that dream state, sort of, where she's almost in so much pain and so close to death that she's like hallucinating
1: I kind of like that what you're saying that she's almost dead in an in between state and that being like where she was in her dream I kind of like that
0: and she also overcomes the fear that she had in the dream Yeah. so like she's horrified in the dream can't move can't do anything and now she's seeing it all from this perspective inside of her box and she she drowns whatever and she comes back to life and she is not scared anymore and she's you know warrior re, woman yeah reemerges as <laughs> our badass final girl
1: yeah I mean she's basically becomes this angelic warrior character that she is for Halloween um but I, I do want to ask, though, since we're kind of talking about the dream sequences, do you think it would hurt the film or make the film better if they were just cut, pretty much? Huh. I think you could cut those, and I don't think it would really affect the film any I
0: don't think that it would either. It wouldn't... I don't think it would... Yeah, it wouldn't take anything away, really.
1: Right. And there... it might make it less confusing.
0: Yeah. I, that's what I'm curious, you know, to read about and see what other theories are out there about them and about all, like, the connection of everything. Because there's definitely more lore hidden behind this than what I was able to see or pick up on.
1: Well, we know art is tied to this carnival, I'm assuming. Um, the little demon girl is uh, a murder victim from this carnival. Yeah, yeah. So... They drop there's, that. And... There's some lore there that I'm assuming we're going to get more of. But, um... I don't know. Our, our final girl comes out on top. Her and her brother kind of get away. And we think that's finally it. Art is beheaded. But then we get a mid credit scene. And... Yeah. Um, Did I
0: think that scene was necessary? No, not really. It was, I mean... Yes, it gives us what we need to know, but oh my God. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> you have a problem with bloody discharge, is, is that it? I... Is, is it too much for you? You know, it
0: really hit close to home with uh, something that? that I... With a work experience Okay. <laughs> in, a, in a psych hospital, and this woman just rubbing... Blood out of her vagina and painting on the walls with it, which you know, unfortunately, is something I've witnessed firsthand. <laughs> this was just a little more intense, and yeah, it I don't know, it got to me a little bit.
1: Uh, really creepy, and this is uh Victoria from the first film, um, and I have to say they improved upon her, her, uh, prosthetic face or her face makeup, whatever you want to say. They improved upon it. I thought it looked better in this film.
0: Yeah, they did improve upon it. It was, um, definitely probably due to their, our increased budget, I'm assuming, because yeah. it was, it was a little rough in the first film. I mean, nothing that I thought was...
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also it didn't take away from anything for me.
1: Right. Right. Um... But uh, I I I like that. That's how we end the film, not on an up note. But I I can't even really say on the rebirth of art.
0: I don't understand. She just gave birth to his decapitated head.
1: Yeah, and it's still animated. What
0: are we doing? Like, I don't know. Where is this going? I'm I'm just imagining (laughs) like Deadpool, where he regrows his little baby legs i'm just imagining our head just like <laughs> i'm assuming regrowing a little little body like i don't understand what we're
1: i'm assuming if we're gonna pick up from that and part three art's just going to be back whole and we're gonna see if i am murder the and we're
0: just, they're Nurse? just not gonna answer that question for us
1: right but um Also, I I like the two little cameos, at least that I noticed, I'm sure there's more, of um, Chris Jericho as the the security guard. I'm a wrestling fan, so it was nice seeing Uh, him.
0: I don't know anything
1: about wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Felicia Rose as the teacher that yelled at the little boys. Um, She was the killer in uh, Sleepaway Camp.
0: I've never seen
1: that. You might actually like that one as a slasher, but yeah, she was the killer in the early 80s sleepaway camp film so that was fun um i'm sure there's more that i missed on this initial viewing but yeah is there anything else you'd really like to say on this one before we kind of wrap it up
0: i think that we really covered a (laughs) lot Uh, yeah overall i was incredibly pleased with with the film i just Honestly, couldn't be more happy. I enjoyed every second watching it. I think they did a great job with an increased budget. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing if there's a continuation.
1: So, what would you rate it?
0: Oh, well. (laughs) God.
1: Well, I'll I'll let you think about it. I thought it was a good continuation with some what-the-fuck moments like we talked about. Um, and that confusion and not really being able to kind of, like, pause the film and look at the articles and stuff. Um, I thought it was a good continuation. I did enjoy it, but uh, I do have issues with it, so I have to say uh, three and a half for me.
0: I was actually going to land right around three and a half.
1: Really? I okay. didn't
0: I didn't want to go as high. I mean, I really like to save five stars for things that are incredible and four is really close to five so (laughs) three and a half it was solid it was a good I really enjoyed it but again was it was it a cinematic masterpiece no no was there a huge deeper meaning it's harder for me to rate slashers higher just because it lacks the depth that I really like to see but this had a lot of great characteristics so yeah three and a half all, right. all, all the way. Could it be round, rounded up to a four? Maybe.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know if it'll get there for me. I. I think this is one I'll probably actually view less than the original. But.
0: I look. Yeah, I look forward to watching it again. I'm definitely gonna rewatch the first one now.
1: <laughs> but uh, okay, I think that about does it. So as always, guys, smash all those buttons: like, hate, review report all of that and uh thank you guys for listening
0: yeah and before we go i just want to thank you for having me on the podcast and also apologize for stumbling over my words hopefully <laughs> i get a little more a little more comfortable with this but it's been great
1: no i thought you did great and uh trust me if people put up with my stammering they have no problem with you <laughs> so uh yeah enjoy and we will be back uh with halloween so yeah, yeah we'll uh see you guys then
0: You've arrived at your destination.